Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm Laser J, and I'm joined as always by my by my good buddy and co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Kai with you again for the last time this season. Yep, it's the last episode of the season, and we're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from ni- uh, the 1987 to 1996 cartoon. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute, because first we got our weeks. Uh, I got absolutely jack shit. Uh, mm. What did you do? Uh, I got four things, uh, mainly. One is, two of them are live action, the other are manga and animated related. Uh, the two live action things were, I was, I've been doing a lot of browsing on, uh, Tubi, where Mm -hmm. they have a lot of, a lot of their stuff is like, eh, but they have, like, occasionally you'll find something really good. Yeah. Um, and I was browsing their foreign film. Mm. section uh yeah. like foreign language film and yeah. i found two one film that i had seen before but had been meaning to watch again and another that i had heard about uh the one that i had seen before uh was red cliff mm. uh, and red cliff for those who don't know is a uh war movie you uh, said war movie right yeah war, war okay. movie. w-a-r yeah uh, it's set during the Romance of the Three Kingdoms uh, period. Basically, uh, it covers one of the largest battles in the story, which is the Battle of Red Cliff, which is about uh, Cao Cao uh, invading the lands of the East and the and the Zhuge Liang. Uh, going to the east to convince the ruler of the east to actually fight back instead of giving up against Cao Cao despite their superior forces. Uh, and most of it is focusing on uh, Cao, uh, Cao Cao, Zhuge Liang, and um, Sun Quan, who is Sun Quan and his uh, brother in arms. Oh, I forget his name, but he's the the commander of. Basically, Sun Quan is the the regent of the Eastern Lands, and his brother is the um, sort of commander of the army. And the the relationship that sort of blossoms between Zhuge Liang and him, and this giant battle in the area of the Red Cliffs. Uh, the original cut of the movie is like five hours long. <laughs> but they split it into two parts. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think it the the main problem with watching that movie like is a really good movie, but you have to have a vague familiarity with the source material. Yeah. Because it doesn't start you at the beginning. You have to you kinda have to rapidly go through like a bunch of stuff like who are these characters? What is the significance of this battle? And it does a decent... In the like original cut, anyway, it does a way better job uh, as opposed to the international cut, which cuts, it, which cuts both movies down to two and a half hours. Hey. So a lot of like stuff gets cut. Mainly stuff to like help you settle into the the setting and learn who all the characters are because the romance of the three kingdom has so many characters yeah 
So it has to like, if you're not familiar with the source material, it has to tell you who they are, what their motivations are, what the who Southsaw, especially Southsaw, like Southsaw has done a lot of shit up to this point. Like he's got the Emperor in his pocket. He's sort of like the quote unquote on paper, he's the hero of like this thing called the Yellow Turban Rebellion, which was like a bunch of like warlords going against the Emperor. That's a whole other thing. That's like, sort of the first part of the Three Kingdoms. Um. And this is sort of like, I would call this the big battle of the second act of the Romance of the Third Kingdom. Mm. Whereas I, there's a one final battle is sort of the big battle of the th- the third act, which is the battle between the final battle between Lu Bei and Cao Cao. Uh, but this is one of the most iconic um, battles in Romance of the Third Kingdom. So if you if you get yourself vaguely familiar with the source material or have someone with you who can explain X and Y. It's a really good introduction to getting into the, the source material. Um, it has some of the more famous like scenes from the book. Uh, do you know about the uh, the thing with the 10,000 arrows? No. Uh, so one of Zuki Lang's most famous like things he ever does is um, basically the, uh, because they're so outnumbered and their resources are scarce, like Sun Quan and the, the Eastern Lands. Like, we need ammunition. And Liu Ge Liang is like, I can get you 10,000 arrows by the day's end. And he's like, alright, if you can get me 10,000 arrows by the day's end, we'll continue fighting this war and not give up. Got it. And so in the morning, when the fog comes rolling in, he gets a bunch of boats out onto the lake. Uh, the, the river, rather. Uh, sort of, there's, like, the the battle is, like, there's Cao Cao's army on one side of the river and the, the other army on the other side of the river. Mm. And they have, they move these boats uh, that are mostly unmanned through the mist. And he covered the all of the boats with uh, straw mats and straw-like dummies. And he makes them, th- he makes the enemy think that they're being attacked. And then basically has the enemy open fire on all of the boats and the, the straw mats and the straw dummies catch all of the arrows so that he can take them back to the other side. And he, by the end of the day, has like over 10,000 arrows for the other army. Damn. Yeah, it's really cool. There, there's a bunch of other stuff that I won't spoil that sort of was like, it's this is the Zuge Liang like movie. If you want to know why people reference Zuge Liang like all the time, like this is the movie okay. you want to like check out. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the other one was a movie called a Korean movie called The Man from Nowhere. It's a crime drama uh, with some martial arts in it. A lot of people will tell you that it's like it's John Wick before John Wick. The plot revolves around a mysterious man, the man from nowhere, who owns a pawn shop in a little shitty apartment, and his only friend is this little girl who lives in the other apartment with her, like, mother who's a drug addict. And her mother ends up stealing some really expensive drugs from the the drug cartel, and they also... So so they take her and the daughter, and the, the movie is about him taking on this and like all these criminals 
just so he can save the little girl. Mm. And the movie really is like uh, the crime drama stuff is okay, and the martial some of the fights are really cool, but the the crux of it is the 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 emotional core. Yeah. Between the the guy and the um the little girl, uh, highly recommend it. It's a really good movie. I can't say too much of, about it without like spoiling stuff, unfortunately. But I would I would say go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's on, it is on Tubi in its original language, so. Right on. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was I caught up on. Uh, fucking Blue Lock. Oh hell yeah. So yeah, I'm at the right at the the beginning of this this new arc that we're doing. Okay. Have you started this new arc? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm right okay. when they're they uh freaking where the they met the this the star players of all the foreign teams and they're okay. about to brought to run the obstacle course and it's like I'm new chapter right came there. out of them running the obstacle course. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. And there's I, another chapter after that too. But yeah, I haven't. I'm yeah. I'm pretty much pretty much caught up though. Yeah, you, you like to do it in big batches. So yeah, yeah. Um, fucking loved. That final, the 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 the, the that match between the U, because I was right last one I read out they were about to start the match with the U twenty team, mm. and that me the last couple weeks was me binging that entire match between the U twenty team and the the blue lock team. Yeah. Fuck, fuck! I can't wait to see the anime. <laughs> <laughs> I do you know who's uh, animating it? Uh, let's look. Blue Lock anime. Let's find out. Uh, coming out. Uh, coming out this year. But well, who's animating? Da, 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 do we know? Hmm. Oh. Well, maybe Wikipedia will help me. Thought anime list would uh have the answer, but mm. uh Studio Eight Bit. I don't know what they've done. Anything mm. good? Uh, Infinite Shadows. Anything good? Uh, oh, they—they're the guy. They're, they're the people who did um that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, okay. I haven't seen a second of that, the anime of that, so I don't know if they're any good animation-wise. Uh, they did Macross Frontier. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, the but I think I've seen clips from it, and it looked interesting. Um, let's see, what if they did any OVAs? They've done several OVAs. They've done a lot of anime. Uh, Aquarion, Uso Shinki... Infinite Stratos. Mostly stuff that I haven't really seen or heard of. The only one of these that I know of is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Okay. So, mm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Alright. I'm looking forward to that, but uh, goddamn Blue Blue Lock's good. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good manga right there. Hope it's I like good that, I like that they've kind of like backpedaled on the beginning of that manga about the thesis about the whole like 
team thing, but it's but not in a way that feels like counterproductive I, to the original intent. I don't think they have personally. I just think because the game ended, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's been downplay, like obviously the guys themselves have a form of friend like a, a brotherhood friendship yeah but on the field they're all still trying to outdo each other i mean yeah it's like it's it but the thing is it, it like at the beginning it felt it started off as like straight up antagonism and yeah now it's kind of become at least with most of the characters like friendly rivalry yeah yeah which is you know Way better. More, like, way and more interesting, too. Yeah. Which, I mean, you've got some characters who would straight up antagonism. Freaking, um, I just had his name, uh, the, the number one in Blue Lock, or at least beforehand. Uh, at the, his whole, like, the one with the whole, um, thing with his brother and being the. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rin? Yeah, Rin. Yeah, and his now his new goal of like is not only, yeah, not only destroying his brother but destroying uh yeah, destroying uh, Isagi. Isagi, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I did really like having especially how how intense the U twenty match was, I really enjoyed having like the dude just kinda hanging out. Yeah. Bowling game, they got way too intense. <laughs> I mean, they're competitive. Yeah. I fucking... Oh, hey, Borrow is here. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> this is my sanctuary. It, it's funny, actually. Uh, another sports manga I uh, I read, uh, but baseball, just and at the same time those chapters came out, was also doing uh, Between the Matches bowling arc. That's hilarious. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, let's see. And the only other thing that I really... Oh, no, there's two things, actually. Um, one of them I've only watched a bit of, but the other one I finished. I finished all of Hitmonkey. Hell yeah. Uh, Hitmonkey good? Yeah. Hitmonkey good. The only thing that I really disliked about it was the ending. Uh, With the, about... The, the, the girl and the the uncle oh uh, yeah that was really forced and i didn't really care for it yeah like <sighs> they did it just because they wanted a twist yeah it was like everything else at that point was was fun and then i don't know that kind of soured it for me a little bit yeah but for the most part it was really good the best episode obviously being the one where Monkey goes back to the mountains and we get the all the stuff, the bright yes. effects. Yeah. That's, that's the best episode. Absolutely. That, the, oh, man. Those were good fucking episodes. I'm really looking forward to season two. Yeah, I really hope this, this show opens the door for more animated shows about more obscure Marvel characters. 
with little cameos from better known exactly that's yeah this this like street level of marvel shit is what i'm here for yeah uh you might actually enjoy hawkeye then the Mm. live action one that just came because that's all street level yeah Uh, i I want a good iron fist and luke cage show luke cage i stand by that was really fucking good iron fist sucked yeah i'm just i want like a a show where they're both in it and it's good heroes for hire you want heroes for hire and i'm right there with you i want heroes for hire and i want like a good version of heroes for hire it's so easy yeah not hard uh but well Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, the guy who played Matt Murdock in the Daredevil Netflix show is confirmed to still be Matt Murdock in the MCU and Vincent D'Onofrio was Kingpin in uh, Hawkeye I did enjoy that, that bit of Pit Monkey where they're like oh yeah I've tailored the uh, Kingpin suit <laughs> and they use the uh, Spider Verse slash uh, I forgot the guy who designed that Kingpin design, like the, the, the that that big, big, the real big one. Yeah. the The character I really want to get their own show is like a really good animated show is Howard. Mm-hmm. The Duck, is Howard the Duck? Yeah, I I feel like no one at Marvel knows what the fuck to do with Howard the Duck at this point. Because he had a small run back in, I think it was like 2014, 2015, maybe 2016. Between 2014 and 2016, he had a run that was, eh. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't think anyone knows what to do with him, really. I don't even know what I'd want to see from Howard. I mean, I think animated duck character geared towards more adult audiences i just kind of want to watch duckman <laughs> and i don't want them to just do duckman again because that I, I i just watched duckman so i i really don't know what i'd want from a howard the duck series. i i want okay you know what i want i want what? a cur- procedural crime drama involving superhero crime and howard the duck is our investigator that's what i want that was basically the comic run from a while ago yeah, like uh, that's that's. Yeah. I just want that. It's it's like how I wanted the. It's like how that She Hulk run was just, uh, fucking uh courtroom, courtroom dramas, but yeah, with superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I that, don't know. that would be fu- that would be fun. Uh, who else would I want to see in that? Uh, like obscure Marvel characters? Not obscure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say like known. maybe C tier. Like L- lesser known. Yeah, Hellcat would be fun in that. Uh, uh, Patsy Cline, but not Patsy Cline. Patsy Walker. Mm. Uh, she was a, a private eye for a while as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, mm. I don't know. I'm kind of blanking on other, like, C-tier. Well, the thing with Howard the Duck is he's a cosmic character, so it could be in space, so you could just throw anyone from the Spartax Empire in there. You could throw uh, people from the Kree Empire. and Hell, you could throw uh, Hulkling and Wiccan in there. Uh, they're the, the current king and prince consort of the Kree Skull uh, Empire. Yeah. 
I would love love a show with them involved. Yeah, but at that point, I'd rather just be their show. <laughs> yeah, I, I want you want fucking uh, Marvel Academy the show. No, I don't. I want I want Hulkling ruling the Kree uh, Skrull Empire mm. and Wiccan being his husband. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, I want totally. I awesome. want Game of Thrones with them. That's what I want. I want totally awesome Hulk. Totally Awesome Hulk was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want... I want the entirety of Amadeus Cho's story animated. Yeah, I want... Um, you know who's an obscure character that I would I want to show up more? Fucking uh, Scar. Uh, Hulk's Scar. son. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they teased him at the end of that Planet Hulk movie. Ah. The the animated one. Right, yeah. And other than that, um Yeah, Scar's cool, but mm-hmm. he's a villain now, I think. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking aloud really. I, but yeah, Scar is fun. He deserves better. The there's a there's another thing. I know we I know we get a lot of Spider Man stuff, but I would love a animated version of uh, the Superior Spider Man. I I swear to you, we're gonna get that as a movie. <laughs> we're gonna get that as we a are. movie because it's like we can't uh, write anything else but Spider Man. Apparently, yeah. Um. Oh boy, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like they could so easily throw Superior Spider-Man into into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. They could because I mean he he's in the uh, original comic for like that, that Spider Verse uh, book, the the one that did it first. Um, that happened right after Superior ended. Hmm. And so Superior and Superior was in there because it wasn't just across the multiverse; it was also across time. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I- I'll be honest; I'd really love a uh, animated version of Kane Parker, uh, the like Scarlet, not not the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider, I but the edgy fu- Scarlet Spider. I fucking love Kane Scarlet Spider. Yeah, he's so fucking good. I love that run. <laughs> he's the the spider in front. He's the Spider Man in Texas. He, he's he's in Austin, right? Or was it San he's Antonio? In, he's in Houston. Like Houston. Okay. He's literally where I'm at. Yeah. That's why I liked it so much. Was because I was like, oh yeah, I recognize that. I also like him because he's just like Peter's an asshole, but like in a way where he's not trying to be. Mm-hmm. Kane just is an asshole and loves being an asshole. <laughs> My favorite was like. <laughs> There's a real. There's so, my favorite thing about Kane is like he tries to be a badass and then like kind of bumble fucks his way to being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like when there was that bomb threat that was gonna blow up part of the city, and he just like guessed which wire to cut. <laughs> <laughs> he also bumble fucks his way into being an older brother, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kane's a, great. What's a Galveston? 
<laughs> That's my favorite line from that book. Uh, uh, uh. I fucking love uh, the Kane's Carol Spider Run. Yeah. It's so sad it ended. Yeah. And and they had he had he played a hand in Spider he was super important in Spider Verse actually. Yeah. Uh but he was important in a way in that he just can't be in fucking comics anymore. Yeah. Until they retcon it. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. Uh the also, other thing I oh, know God. Also wouldn't mind seeing Champions animated. Champions is real good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go on. The only other thing was I went on a journey with this one. Mm-hmm. Do you know about an anime called Dororo? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I had friends who kept recommending that to me back in the day. It's a Tez- it's a Tezuka thing. Yeah, um, the anime is done by Mappa. Yeah, the the at least the new one. Um, so I remembered hearing about the concept of that, like the the main characters like was born with a bunch of their body parts missing because their dad made a deal with a bunch of demons. Yeah. And they go trying to kill all the demons to get their body parts back. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. Where have I heard that before? It's Tetsuka. Oh, I'm thinking of another one. Mm-hmm. But I, I I was thinking of a different anime that has a very similar name. Mm. Uh, the one. Yeah, that one. Dorarara is a different one. Yeah, that was the one that I had recommended to me that's a bunch the, back that's in the based day. based off of a, a light novel, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but I have heard of the. It, he's got all the bandages, and he's got like sword arm thing and sword leg. Yeah, he's he's missing a bunch of his body parts, and he's yeah. got a bunch of prosthetics. I was like, this sounds so familiar. Why have I heard about this? And I'm like, is it because it's a Tezuka thing? No, it's because there was a video game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't called Dororo. It was called Blood Will Tell. Yeah, and I remembered finding it really fucking cool because. Um, they couldn't do the 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 story exactly the same. In the in the original story, um, the main character is completely blind, deaf, etc. Um, mm-hmm. he senses energy, and but they couldn't do that quite how they did it early on. So basically, it's what they do that's really cool is every time you beat a boss, you get like a body part back, right? But the thing is, is that that can that literally changes the game mm-hmm. like when you start uh the game is in black and white and completely silent mm. like you can't hear yeah and the game is not in color but if once you beat a certain demon the game is in color but you still can't hear and then once you get another demon you start to hear voice acting interesting it's really cool actually that's like such an that's such an extra amount of detail that they didn't need to do, but it's really cool. How how many like are those like the first two bosses or? Uh, I think it actually takes a while for the game for you to get sound. Okay. But I think one of the, I think the second or third boss is when the game turns to color. Okay. What what uh what console was this on? Oh, it was on PS2. PS2. That's what I thought. Yeah, it came out. It was like it was done by Sega, I think. Okay. Interesting, interesting. And it came out like 2004. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Okay. And then I watched the uh, like first couple episodes of the anime. Um, it's really pretty. Uh, Mappa's uh, has been consistently proving that they're one of the new big 
really great animation studios. Mm, this is, yeah. This is, this is no exception. Right on. Uh, not much to say other than because it's a pretty simple story, and I've only watched a couple episodes. Not too much to say, but um, pretty good. So, Hell yeah! It's, a, it's one of the more obscure Tezuka stories, so I'm interested to see uh, what it's a, what it's what the deal is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's it. Okay. Uh, the only thing I think I have worth mentioning that I remembered uh, when when you started talking about the the Dororo game. Mm-hmm. Was uh I I've been playing a little bit on and off. I got a Vita. Oh. Uh, okay. Because I missed having one, and I like having a mobile hand. Yeah, little mobile thing, and it has a pretty good library actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're pretty easy to mod. Yeah. Uh, have you? So I did all that. Have you played Tactics on it? No. Not okay. yet. That's like that's uh, one of that's like one of the games I've heard you gotta play on the on the videos that the War of the Lions version of Tactics. Okay. Uh, uh, but I. Yeah, what I have been playing is I started playing One Piece World Seeker Red. Oh, I don't know. If Not World a... Seeker. Um, One Piece. Is it World Seeker? Or is World. It just... I, it's not World Seeker. It's hold on. I have a Vita right. In the meantime, the other thing I've been playing is Salt and Sacrifice. Ah, okay. Uh, which is a very fun side... It's like halfway between Castlevania and Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Uh, One Piece Unlimited World Red. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about that one. It's... Uh, I don't think it... It's not... Uh, retelling an actual arc, okay. to my understanding, uh, because it does like this little like uh, you're on this island. There's a one of my goals for this year is to catch up with the manga of One Piece. Uh, of One Piece, yeah. I'm starting over from chapter one, and I'm just gonna I'm, go forward. I'm looking forward to hearing your onions. I mean, I like One Piece. Like, I don't have strong opinions. Uh, it's not my first time reading no, it. No, but I mean, once you get to uh, the stuff no. that you haven't read before. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll, I, if I have onions, I'll tell you. Uh, I mean, you might have more onions, because... Well, does that mean you want to actually be on the episode where we talk about One Piece, the anime? I was already planning okay, on okay. it, wasn't I? I, I? I yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I think... It doesn't matter. Either way, we're, we're there gonna, are we're... there are things I don't want to be on the episode for, uh, but One Piece isn't one of them. Okay, yeah, uh, be fun then. Yeah, uh, I do want to catch up on that. Um, we have too many people who want to be on for One Piece, right? Um, it's got to just be KP. Just got to be KP, okay? Because I mean, otherwise uh, we have like four people on. Yeah. I think KP has uh, already been on the podcast. He, me, and him both have a lot of opinions about One Piece. It's the most logical thing. Okay. As uh, much as I would love to have Scarlet, uh, but that—that's too many people on this fucking podcast. Well, we could we could do like a round robin, you know? Like I don't like a one arc we get KP, another arc we get Scarlet, another arc, mm, another arc, I'll another arc, and so on, so on. Yeah. Um, because it's you know it's the most popular shit. Uh, a lot of people, and 
I wouldn't mind trying to get my manager on for that because my manager has hella opinions about uh, One Piece. Mm. Uh, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so it, basically, it uh, is there a part where you have like a little tanuki with you? Okay, in One that's Piece? um, that's Delacroix. He's a uh... A character unique to that game. Okay. He's a, an he's a pen that ate the tanuki fruit. Okay. That that's a thing that they established that Zoan like animal fruits can through some unknown method can be given to items and so they could be get, given life. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a there's been a couple of them. There's been an elephant sword, a dog gun. And a couple other like one other one, I think. Okay. Anyway, uh, they wind up on this island, and you have a little bit of like a collect uh, materials to like build up what's happening in the city on the island. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like Spider Man around as Luffy on the island. Yeah. Uh, then you go into like combat zones, and basically they're rehashing old arc stuff because there's one point where you're in Dress Rosa, and it's all burned and destroyed and flaming and mm-hmm. uh there's another one where you go back to alabasta or a place that looks like alabasta mm-hmm. and you're fighting crocodile yeah that's, Al- uh, that's alabasta yeah uh but it it's like revisiting old zones basically yeah uh but with a new twist a uh it was pretty fun. I, I didn't get that far. Uh, mm-hmm. It was okay. I, I really wanted to play Salt and Sanctuary, so mm. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of fun. But uh, mm, that's it. Yep. Okay. Uh, we got no upkeep. Things are still on still on hiatus. On hiatus. Yes. Yep, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we are going to get to uh, Power it's Power Rangers, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have thoughts that involve Power Rangers and TMNT. Power, that, Power Rangers. Yeah. I mean, there was that crossover episode with the next mutation. Yeah, it, it goes a little bit further back. I, I'm going back. We'll, we'll get, to, we'll get it. to it. We'll get to it. Uh, so... We'll be right back. We'll see you then. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1987-1996, based on the comics by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, uh, directed by Bill Wolf, Tony Love, Mike Stewart, Bruno Rene Uchez, Reg Lodge, Reg Lodge, that's a name, uh, and Vincent Davis. Uh, and just a whole shit ton of writing credits. Too many to go through. Uh, starring Cam Clark as Leonardo, Townsend Coleman as Michelangelo, Renee Jacobs as April O'Neil, Barry Gordon as Donatello, Peter Renaday as Splinter, and Rob Paulson as Raphael. Pat Fraley as Krang. Also, James Avery as Shredder. I never said Shredder. Yeah, James Avery is Shredder. Yep. Uncle Jennifer Phil. Darling. Hmm? Uncle Phil. Yep. Jennifer Darling is Irma Langenstein. 
Also, Jim Cummings is Shredder. Probably later on. Uh, yeah, he voiced him in a single. Basically, Shredder, um, was really early for like most of the series was played by Peter Renaday. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a couple episodes, Townsend Coleman played him, and also in one or two episodes, he was played by Jim Cummings. Okay. Uh, Townsend Coleman, I think, also played Krang in a couple episodes too. Okay. You know, it's just sometimes they couldn't have the people in for some reason. Yeah. I'm trying to find who was Casey Jones. Uh, do you have that off the top uh, of your head? Pat Fraley was Casey Jones. Pat Fraley? Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we mainly watched the first season and then a couple things from season two. And then just anything else we wanted. I was too tired after work most of the time to really watch more than that. Uh, but I know you, you went ham on this. I, yeah, I basically uh, just put it on. I, I just put on, I just I just left the, 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 it on autoplay. Yeah. And just, and just let it go while I just did shit. Uh, wash dishes or whatever the fuck. And I, I basically did that for like a couple of seasons of the show. Like two or three. And I made sure to get like a couple episodes in from every single season of the show just to get like a, you know, a taste. Especially of the later seasons because the later seasons made like a real big shift. Mm. Uh, specifically, it was around season eight, I want to say. Yeah, season eight, there was a huge change in the animation style. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, people call it the Red Sky part of the series because like the guy changes red and the animation completely changes hmm. uh the, the 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 turtle like the designs are completely different um there's like a channel six nude is is blown up by the new villain of the show and april new becomes a freelance reporter uh we get like a new character um oh, fuck what's his name uh carter who is a new human character whose whole deal is that he's like a, he is human but and he wanted to learn martial arts from Hamato Yoshi not knowing that Hamato Yoshi was a rat yeah and uh, not Hamato Yoshi yes yes Splinter um yeah and then um what happens is is that he gets touched by the mutagen and he can shift between human and mutant form basically he gets like a like a transformation mm. and he teams up with the turtles for like the first or the last couple of seasons basically the post power rangers seasons um <laughs> kind of uh the yeah. other thing that happens in those seasons that's different is like the new villain which is lord lord dreg i believe yeah lord dreg who's an alien uh who's voiced by tony J. Mm. Uh, most people don't remember him because he's only in the last like three seasons and the last three seasons comprise like about 20 episodes of 170 or what whatever the fuck episodes of this show yeah uh, and it was much later on and that was sort of after all the uh that was sort of after the the peak 
of turtle it, turtle fever. It's kind of like how uh, everyone, except for people who were diehard about it, kind of forget the second villain from Shaolin Showdown. Oh, uh, J- the, uh, J- Jack- Jason Chun. Yeah, the, the dragon guy. Yeah, and then, uh, he was, then he was replaced by another villain. Of course he was. The Bean. To see, I don't remember. The Bean? The Evil Bean. What is this? Fucking <laughs> Dave the Barbarian? Listen, I don't... I, listen, I couldn't make this up if I tried. Like I sound no, I'm sorry. Dave the Barbarian has more class than that. It sounds like a fucking Newgrounds thing. Listen, his name was Hannibal Bean. <laughs> he was an evil bean, <laughs> and he talked with a Texas accent. Oh, of course he do. And his his. Specifically, his name, his full name is Hannibal Roy Bean, and his he was just like a a fucking evil bean. I don't know. And the deal with him was like he he always had the the one Shungun would call the Mighty Morpher, mm-hmm. so he would change his shape all the time. Usually, he was like really tiny and like little tentacle arms, but he would like become big or change his shape all the time. I think I vaguely remember this. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Chase Young was also the, the dragon guy, but yeah, and Wu Ya was the Wu Ya and Jack Spicer were the originals. Originals, yeah. Um. Anyway, and, yeah. But anyway, uh, and but most people remember the t- the turtle show for like the first like three seasons mainly. Yeah. Uh, that's like season one is just five episodes but like two and three and like around four ish is like when like you start to get into like this is the syndicated yeah turtle show yeah where it's like on reruns and shit or when you go to my experience with ninja turtles was not watching it on television it was going to blockbuster mm-hmm. and getting the vhs tapes got it. of ninja turtles and just watching them over and over again yeah, uh, I I have vague memories of seeing a couple episodes here or there as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I only remember one instance of watching the show, but that's because I was like at my cousin's house in Florida when I was still living in Jersey. We were visiting, um, mm-hmm. but I know I saw it more than then because I remember seeing episodes with Krang. And I remember Krang was the thing I remembered the most as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We fucking talk. So weird. Burp, burps. Occasionally just burps randomly. I just, I, that sure was a decision they made. Yeah. And fucking. Shredder is this this version of the Shredder really is the odd man out. He's fucking he's skeletal. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna do him even dirtier than that. He's discount Cobra Commander. Yeah, he is. He's discount Cobra Commander. He's out of all the '80s like Saturday morning cartoon villains, he is the most pathetic. Yeah, and he's so much cooler. 
in every other iteration. Even the live action movies, which are silly in their own way, he's still considered a threat. Yeah. Like, God damn. like in the, the comic book, the live action movie, the 2003 show, the 2007 movie, the 2012 show, and Rise, he's... This is the only one where they make him a fucking joke. Well, it's because it, it's the 80s cartoon. It's the 80s cartoon. It's sort of, yeah, yeah. And let's be real here, people. Without the 80s cartoon, Ninja Turtles wouldn't be what it is. Oh, without the 80s cartoon, there's a lot of things that wouldn't be. Exactly. Like, we've talked about quite a few shows and things that are, like, influential. I, it cannot be understated how big Ninja Turtles was and is. Turtles Fever. Th- there was even uh, Foxtrot cartoons. Uh, you know, the newspaper funny? Yeah, exactly. There was an that was all about uh, Jason, the, the Jason, yeah, Jason, the, the youngest, mm-hmm. uh, wanting or getting these like crazy, ridiculous turtle toys that... I thought were fake, but found out were real. Like, the fucking blimp. <laughs> oh, yeah, the turtle blimp. Yeah, that's, like, in the first five episodes. Y- yeah, I didn't know that until now. <laughs> yeah. Um, did the, like, it, specifically at, like, in, like, the, the, the 80s, like, early, the late 80s, early 90s, turtle fever was at a, a fever pitch. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. You couldn't escape Ninja Turtles. They were everywhere. Like I said, I'd only seen the show once or twice. I had two Ninja Turtles lunchbox. Exactly. It's it's this... so yeah. It's it's synonymous. It's the the only other eighties like slash nineties show that was made to like of like that sort of like the the tail like tail end of the 80s beginning of the 90s that even comes close to being as big as turtles is transformers transformers yeah uh earlier in the 80s he-man was that for yeah, sure he-man was that it's like it was he-man then tmnt it was he-man transformers and then tmnt it was like the the gi joe yeah, also yeah, G. I. Joe. can't count out gi joe can't count there. out gi joe but like g gi joe didn't have a music tour no no, 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 no. Like, Turtles was the biggest. It, like, uh, it was crazy how big Turtles was. Yeah. Uh, I think the best comparison for it is Power Rangers. Or Pokemon. Po- oh, yeah, Pokemon's the better one. Yeah, Pokemon uh, slash Simpsons, you know, like the, that. Yeah. Because that was the, 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 the sequel to that was like. The, the the beginning of the 90s, mid, late, late, eight, late 80s, Ninja Turtles, and then. You get to like after the Ninja Turtle thing goes away, Simpsons had the Simpsons boom happens, and then you get the Pokemon thing. The, uh, personally, I think mm, the Simpsons was concurrent mm. because Turtles was eighty seven, Simpsons was eighty nine. Yeah, fair. It was like concurrent, and then it was Pokemon after that. Yeah, and then Pokemon in ninety eight, and yeah. then after that, it was like Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi, uh, I don't think Yu Gi Oh ever hit the Pokemon level. Uh, mm. but yeah, that that that's definitely the next big one. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. And I'd say a- after that, Bakugan. Yeah, Bakugan. 
Like, I wish I could claim Beyblade, but the the the, no. the toy vehicle shows, like they they peaked at yeah the that Ninja Turtles. Like there was there's hasn't been a show that was like specifically meant to be a toy vehicle that was ever bigger than Ninja Turtles was at its peak. Not even close. It wasn't has a musical tour big, but Power Rangers. Oh yeah, Power Rangers was like But it's all, not animated. Yeah, it's not animated like but it was a toy vehicle, to be fair. And yeah. it was like Turtles and Power Rangers are kind of the plateau of like the show made to yeah. be a toy vehicle of like in the Zeitgeist, I don't, you know. I don't know if you remember ninety four at all. Uh, I mean, I do vaguely because I was only like three years old. Okay, yeah, I was a year. I'm a year older than you, but I have really good like early life memory. Mm-hmm. That Power Ranger shit was everywhere. I mean, it was everywhere when I was a kid. Like, you, like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we were a kid at the same time, but I mean, it was Pokemon level everywhere. Oh, I know. I would. I, I had, okay. Yeah, I had a Power Rangers cape. When I was six, yeah, I dressed as the Red Ranger for like two years in a row. Uh, J- I, Jason specific, and then like yeah, when I, I went to it was, I know it, I I'm aware. Yeah, I went to preschool in one of those cheap uh, Power Rangers costumes. It's just a T-shirt and like a, a hard plastic mask that you're gonna cut your lips on. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Power Rangers, like the original Mighty Morphin ran from 93 to 96. Yeah. And then it was syndicated. And of course, I, but my, a lot of my real experience with Power Rangers that like was more my formative years, like, you know, around yeah. like 11, A little 12, later. Yeah. That's, that was like, uh, Time Force. Galaxy. Like Lost, Gal- Force. Lost Galaxy, Time Force. Yeah. Lightspeed, Rescue, uh, Wild Force. And then, like that the, was around when I started getting out of it. Yeah, the yeah. the early Disney era stuff that was sort yeah. of that was sort of my like I watched Mighty Morphin and I watched in space and you know Turbo and Zio, but like Zio, but yeah. my formative like era later of, like was later for po- uh, for Power Rangers. Yeah, the, the reason I want to bring up Power Rangers though is Turtles is what made that possible. Oh yeah, opinion. totally, it was and. Turtles made a lot of things possible. Yeah. Because uh, I think the consumers were always ready for color-coded hero teams. Yes. But executives didn't ha- didn't realize it until after Turtles. Yeah, for real. And then open the door for Power Rangers, which Power Rangers... Had, people have been trying for years already at that point. You had first... Uh, um, Stan Lee was trying to bring it over, and then Hayam Saban. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 fun thing about that is, is that like you can find a, another trajectory with like basically at the peak of Ninja Turtles, you had a bunch of things trying to like ride the coattails of Ninja Turtles, and with Power Rangers, although it was like less obvious because Saban was also making all of the things trying to ride the coattails of Power Rangers. Yeah, it was the they were trying to. <laughs> The fucking beetle, oh, yeah. fucking big bad beetleborgs, masked rider, uh, super samurai, cyber squad, uh, VR troopers, yeah, VR troopers, and uh, tattooed teenage Last... alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Also, 
last mutation. The last <laughs> Let's bring mutation. it full circle. <laughs> a next mutation, but yeah. And which crossed next over with Power Rangers. It all it's all yeah. it's all full circle here. Yep. But that is Man. It, it really can't be a like it's again we we haven't I don't think I, I think we've only talked about one or two things on this show that are it's culturally like as, yeah. as much of a cultural signpost as Ninja Turtles is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh but I think the only things we've talked about are Masters of the Universe and G.I. Joe. Roger Rabbit. We that's kind of it. Rod- yeah, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And that's and then like maybe one or two other things that like we might just be forgetting about because we talked about a lot yeah. of shit. That's true. Uh but that being said while I while I I I, I don't wanna I wanna say this. Macross. Macross, yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, Macross. Yeah. I, I was going to say um, Ninja Turtles. I had it on the background, right? And then, like, that's. People might be mad, like, that I wasn't actually paying. Like, you don't really have to pay that much attention to the 80s show, to be fair. Yeah. But, but I'll say this. More than a few times while I, while I was like doing on this shit, I had to like. I, I I was like I was watching, and where I was listening, and then I, I more than once I had to I had to pause and go wait what just happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's happening? What's happening? Hello? The, like so much fucking stupid shit happens in this show. It's kind of great. It yeah, it, it gets a little wild sometimes. Uh, there's one episode you were telling me about that I didn't sadly did not get to. Oh, Cowabunga uh, Shredhead. No, oh, uh, oh, Casey, Jones. Casey Jones gets a a business uh, job. Corporate uh, raiders from Dimension X. <laughs> like the, but hold on, I have to. There's screenshots of Casey. Like basically the plot. Uh, while, while I'm looking for these, I, I'm still planning on watching it. Okay. Uh, the, I just want to see that for my own enjoyment when I have a chance. It's so fucking funny seeing just like look at this. <laughs> is this Casey? Is he, uh, where where is the uh the the fan art of this version of Casey Jones doing the uh, Charlie Day? In the uh, the mail room, Pepe Sylvia. Pepe, this Casey Jones in a suit doing fuck like in, oh. this is him at the interview, like him in the suit, and like <laughs> the turtles make him a fake resume, and like they're like, I don't, know, I think we need someone with better skills, and Casey Jones pulls out his hockey stick, like, I'll show you skills, and he smashes the desk, <laughs> and they're like, we like a go getter attitude around here. <laughs> Please, okay. Do they ever show his face? No, not a single goddamn no. time in the '80s show. That's the funniest That's part so about it. Fucking wild. That's the funniest part about it. Oh my god! Like, and then there's the, the, the this episode. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think of all the episodes I watched, Cowabunga Shredhead was my favorite. Uh. The, the, oh, that walk cycle! I there's like some legit good animation in that episode, and it weirds me out. 
Yeah. Like, especially on the, like, there's some shots of the turtles' faces where there's some... For those who don't know, the plot of Cowabunga Shredhead is that uh, uh, Shredder is basically trying to make... that He makes, like, a mental... Uh, the copies of, like, the turtles' mental, like, brainwaves or whatever the fuck, and puts them on floppy disks, because, of course, they're on floppy disks. Uh, it's the 80s. It's 80s, and he tries to use these sort of mental things to make hard light holograms of the turtles. Which, by the way, isn't even his actual plot. He's trying to make a hard light program of the President of the United States, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um... And what happens is, is that Bebop and Rock, like, they're trying to upload each of the individual turtles, and they start with Michelangelo's brainwave. And Bebop and Rocksteady put in the disc backwards. And then what happens is that the projector that's supposed to make the hard light pro holograms of the turtles goes haywire. Shredder gets blasted with the laser from Michelangelo's brainwaves, and for the rest of the episode starts acting like Michelangelo. And it's so... It's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. That's fucking wild. It's a really funny. There's also a similar episode where uh, fucking Shredder and Splinter swap bodies. And Shredder base like the funniest part about that is that Shredder's like, okay, I'm huh? Like I'm in the Shredder's like, I'm in the, 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 the turtle's mentor's body, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have them dead to rights. I can assassinate them. I can poison their food or whatever. And what does he do? I'm gonna make them do chores. It's, it's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> And just other random stupid shit that happens. There's this one scene, I forget what episode it's in, because like some of it's all blurs. Like there's been in a theme park. And uh fucking they're they're attacking Bebop and Rock today, they like drop popcorn on them and they blast the show the machine at them. And then Michelangelo is like, I've got an idea, dudes. And he walks over to the merry-go-round and he's like, I'm gonna turn this on at full blast. And he turns the merry-go-round on its maximum setting. The merry-go-round starts spinning, lifts up into the air like a helicopter propeller, flies 20 feet, and then falls on Bebop and Rocksteady. Why? I don't know. <sighs> because fuck you. Fuck you, I'm a turtle. There's an episode where they meet a merman from Atlantis. And at first, they Michelangelo meets this merman, and like the first half of the episode is like Michelangelo's like, "I saw a mer dude," and they're like, "Ah, that sounds fake to me." <clears throat> like I don't believe anything. Like merman, yeah, Michelangelo, are you crazy? I'm like, you're fucking turtles. Uh, you know, uh, uh, who are ninjas? Yeah, and you fight uh, a uh, fucking mute, a mutant rhino and a mutant warthog and a brain in a fucking giant robot stomach thing on a regular basis. <laughs> There's an episode where they make a, a, a guy, a fucking gorilla into a giant gorilla like King Kong. 
and their solution is to make Donatello giant, and Donatello has a fucking kaiju battle in the middle of New York with this fucking gorilla. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So much stupid shit happens in this show. Like, I can't... Uh, I love this It's show. amazing to believe all of this came from a really stupid joke Eastman and Laird made. Had yeah, it's like he drew it on a fucking a cocktail napkin <laughs> or whatever the fuck. The, yeah, the turtle with the, the 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 thing strapped to his arms, right? Yeah, I the thing I love about the turtles mm -hmm. is that it's all a daredevil joke. Yeah, it is. Daredevil Matt Murdock was the kid that dropped them into the goo, and then they went down the sewers and. The goo that mutated them is the goo that blinded him. Yep. And the uh, the foot are are the parody of the hand and ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. And then, oh, and Splinter is stick. Yeah, it's all it's all just a fucking yeah. Daredevil parody, and then it became like its own thing, which is wild. It's amazing how far it came. There's like another thing that's like. In around season eight, which is where the the, th the shift happens, there's like a subplot, an overarching subplot about how the turtles are like they're mute, they're uh, mutating even further, and they're turning into like big monsters. Really? Yeah, like snap. It's, it's it was clearly a plot. It was actually a plot point that we're gonna put in the the uh, fourth turtle movie that ne the live action one that never happened. Hmm. Uh, like each of them was gonna get their own unique mutation interesting uh, like powers yeah like or... powers kind of i don't know if i like that one yeah i don't know either but they kind of went with it in the the, the show and at first mm. they just turned to big like snapping turtle motherfuckers mm. and it's like yeah that's fine and then later on like it's like oh we're getting even more mutations and then suddenly leonardo like grows samurai armor on his fucking body and somehow Donatello has like a techno eye that mutates out of his fucking skull. Hmm. It's so fucking weird and it makes no sense. Just just for toys, truly. Yeah, really just for toys. At some point we will of course talk about all the various Ninja Turtle uh ripoffs slash Things trying to oh, yeah. on turtle things, street charts. Oh yeah, uh, SWAT cats. Uh, SWAT cats still a lesser degree. SWAT cats was actually good, but yes, yeah, SWAT cats was, but it was still trying it to was. bank on that. Uh, biker but... mice, biker mice. Yep. Extreme dinosaurs. Uh, cowboy. Extreme dinosaurs. Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yep. Uh, and many more. Many, many more. Like the one I found out recently. Fucking Kung Fu Dino Posse. Yeah. Uh, that that one with the bat people. Well, that one's going more for gargoyles. I really, vaguely remember that. I just remember seeing, uh, like a picture of like a poster. Remember butt ugly Martians? That yeah, yeah. But that is a show I never got to watch, but I have I have adopted it as part of my aesthetic. I mean, it was butt ugly is correct. It was an early CGI yeah. show, so yeah. I remember seeing like commercials for it. 
Yeah. It was butt ugly, and I know I love me the some ugly shit. And butt ugly Martians, and then like during that same era, that was also when like this is this is way this isn't trying to be Ninja Turtle ripoff, but I remember super duper sumos. Super duper sumos. Oh, uh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks definitely TMNT. I fucking love Mighty Ducks. I know you do. It's it's damn good too. It's so dumb, and I have unironic love for that show. I do too. I do too. Like one of the. T- I would love to see a revival. Yeah, never gonna happen, unfortunately. No. But uh, I'll take a reboot, even. But... Something. Especially because Disney doesn't fucking own the Ducks anymore. They don't. The the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that. God, I could I could literally just be here for like like half hour talking about all this stupid fucking shit that happens, but I just had to stop and pause and walk away. It could be a. I mean. There has to be a, a 87 TMNT rewatch podcast out there. has, there. like, watch James Rolfe's uh, retrospective on it. He gets pretty comprehensive with the show. Okay. Right on. Um, the, like, or, like, fucking, the, there's an episode where Shredder opens a pizza shop on the off chance that the turtles will order from that pizza shop and he's going to poison them. And by the way, it, it's heavily implied in that episode that he's been running this pizza shop for like a couple of months waiting for the turtles to make an order. Uh... And then the ep- literally the funniest thing about that episode is like the they he the turtles finally order the the fucking poisoned pizza. They get April April to go get it for them. And then the rat king steals the pizza from April O'Neil. I will say this. Yeah. There is something I love about coming to a plot in Media Reds. Uh-huh. Like, it's just been going on. Yeah. You don't have to watch the setup. It's just... Soon this this pizza plot will come to fruition! <laughs> Literally, the episode how, how long? is starting with Krang and... Sh- like, it's Peepop arrived today in the back of a kitchen flipping dough and then shredder <laughs> brings up his little dimension communicating watching and crank is like when will your pizza plan bring me the turtles don't worry crank soon enough the turtles will order from here they can't resist a pizza parlor where they can get any topping they want <laughs> and then he gets a call it's like shredder's pizza <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> It's so... He could have just... And he calls it Shredder's Pizza, and then there's a fucking okay. TV commercial for it where you see his arm, like, come into frame and slice apart the pizza. And, like, the sh- the turtles don't suspect a goddamn thing. Okay. I want an AU where he realizes he's making more profit from this pizza parlor <laughs> than he is with foot clan shenanigans. Just like... I cry. I'm going straight. I'm making a pizza parlor. Beam up and rock steady. Just go with it. Like, yeah, boss. We like making. I, I can't do a good beep up and rock steady. Whatever. Yeah, boss. Yeah. We will do that. Yeah. We found purpose in making the pizzas. Mm hmm. Yeah. There's uh, another one where beep up and rock steady gets superpowers. The. So many, 
fucking just really They're... dumb episodes. They really were scraping the bottom of the barrel at the end, I reckon. Oh, yeah, no, there's some real dumb fucking shit in, like, yeah. okay. later seasons. How much of the wild shit you just explained to me has the Freddy is F-R-0-7 problem? Um, none of it. None of it, okay. It's good. all fucking funny. Good. Because of how dumb it is. They let the cast have fun in the recording booth. Oh yeah, I'm that's sure. the other thing I want to say is that uh, Rob Paulson consistently made me cackle every time he said anything as Raphael on the show. He's a funny motherfucker. He really is. Like, and it's just Raphael and Yakko are the same goddamn character. Yeah, at least in the eighties cartoon. And the yes, in the eighties cartoon. The 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 thing about um. Raphael is that like his whole edge lord like persona didn't really get started until the live action movie. I feel like the, the original Eastman and Laird comics well, they, they were, were all, all like edge lords. They were all yeah, they were all edge lords. Like the dis- but the distinction of Raphael being the bad boy didn't start until the yeah, live action movie. The movies, yeah. And then the 2003 show kind of ran with it and then the 2007 movie really ran with it. Yeah, yeah, and then that just ooh you know, the, the two thousand seven yeah yeah we, we we it's like that's and then as the the thing went on you get more and more of like the you know the yeah each of them getting the the thing yeah Raphael is cool is cool but rude yeah and that never changes yep it just shifts the the manifestation yeah it just shifts yeah. And I'll and there's a lot. Another thing that happens in the show a lot is a lot of fucking uh two things with Donatello, but okay. Donatello is my favorite turtle, by the way. So I want to mention this: is that the, the two things with Donatello in the show are either him making a really dumb invention that doesn't work, or saying a bunch of Star Trek science jargon to come, to fucking solve a problem. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. And Michelangelo's I mean, whole thing can be boiled down to pizza, dude! Yeah. And Leo's just kind of there. He's the leader. He's he's the, the everyman. He's the sitcom star. Mm-hmm. Blank canvas that we can paint ourselves upon. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot more interesting things with him later. Yeah, like playing with I mean, the idea that he's it. like obsessed with his responsibilities, being leader, and all that. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward Wait, to doing Rise. I'm looking forward to doing Rise. I'm looking forward to revisiting 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually. Yeah. That that's not a because I was watch I watched like maybe the first season and a half of that as it aired. Yeah. Uh, then I saw a couple of random episodes where they went into space. I'm just like, the fuck is this shit? I mean, that's that's Ninja Turtles, baby. That's that's back in the the that's still in the comics. Is the, the oh, space. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, that's in the IDW comics. I'm I'm more used to it now, but I I genuinely dislike turtle stuff when it leaves New York for the most part. Mm. I, I'm I'm coming around to it a little as we go on because it's very much baked into the 
baked into the franchise. I thought you were going to say baked uh, into the pie. <laughs> if I was a funnier person, I would have. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I I like thinking of the turtles as like an extension of like Ghostbusters or the Warriors, it or or like Spider Man. It's they're they're New York. Yeah, New York. Yeah, New York. Hey, with the fucking Bronx and the in the fucking Yankees and. Oh, hey! I love the Mets. Better bing, better yeah. boom. Gonna go get me a yeah. pizza and a hot dog, hey! Oh, uh, gonna go down to Coney Island. I'm gonna have a little gobble goo. Yeah, gobble goo. <laughs> Cap- <laughs> I don't know how Capicola becomes gobble goo. I don't know either. I I've lived. Most of my neighborhood growing up was Italian. Thick Italian accents. Mm-hmm. No one fucking said Gabagool. It was Capicola. Hell, no. I mean, no one I knew fucking talked about Capicola. Because they were mostly half Jewish. They kept kosher. Well, but you, still. There you go. Uh, <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it just feels like Turtles in New York. Turtles in New that, York. Uh, turtles, Spidey... Ghostbusters, the Warriors, the Ramones, that's New York, baby. Daredevil. Yeah, well, Daredevil specifically. uh, As much as I love Daredevil, he's not iconic like Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, but he is like one of the New York superheroes. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, most of Marvel is in New York, but yeah. New York. Um, yep. Uh, that being said, um, shit gets wild in space and in Dimension X and all that. Yeah, like it, it's really fucking like the the Technodrome. Uh, how yeah. like the Technodrome is constantly like it's always stuck somewhere. <laughs> it's like they, they they never beat the Technodrome in the entirety of the fucking run of the show. It's always stuck somewhere. It's either stuck in Dimension X, stuck underground, stuck at the core of the Earth. Stuck in uh in a in a floating island in Dimension X, or stuck in a fucking chasm in the Arctic. So it's a it's a Ford truck then, huh? <laughs> oh, <it's> fucking <laughs> built Ford stuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, what what what's that? What I I heard it once. It's like an acronym of what Ford stands for. Mm, yeah. You, you you work at a garage sometimes. Uh, your your well, dad's a mechanic. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but it's like it's, it escapes me. Okay, whatever. Uh, oh boy, Ford fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most car companies fucking suck. Let's be real. Man, it's but... very real. Uh, there's too much shit to talk about. Like, there's like there's like fucking Razar. Yeah. Tor the uh, fucking. Uh, what are, Toka and Raz. Toka and Raz are, uh, they show up in the comic in the cartoon. Yeah, after the movie came out. After the movie came out, okay. And then like uh, Slag, the evil turtle from Dimension X, Mondo yeah. Gecko, Mondo Gecko's wild. Leatherhead. Do they ever? Hmm? Do they ever get into Old Hob? Uh, in the cartoon, I don't. None of any of the stuff I saw. He's like a cat man with one eye. Okay, never mind. Uh, fucking met uh chrome dome, chrome dome. Yeah, the the metal the the robot turtle Donnie built. Uh, 
and then fucking uh god there's fucking uh, dr uh baxter stockman who's this is the only iteration of him that's white yeah which is weird the, yeah. the rat king scumbug uh, all the fucking characters they made just to sell toys the punk frogs the punk frogs uh fucking um some of the weirder mutants like dirtbag and ground chuck yeah. And Wingnut and Screw Loose. Oh, Wingnut and Screw Loose. Yeah, or, uh, fucking, um, um. Most of these yeah. have had toys made by NECA yeah, in recent there's years. There's, like, there's a group of mutants called Havoc, where there was, like, a gang of mutants, and they all had, like, uh, named, like, there was, like, a mutant goat, a firefly, a lava mutant, a cheetah, and it was, like, they were all named, like, a muck. And high beam and overdrive <laughs> and synapse and all this other stupid fucking, fucking 90s stupid bullshit. Jesus fucking Christ. It's honestly, you owe it to yourself, at least in some capacity, to watch some of the 80s cartoon because it is a wild fucking ride. Pick a random episode and you'll probably have a good time. You'll probably have a good time. Although I highly, uh, of all the episodes I watched, the ones I highly recommend are Dalbungish Redhead, um, Corporate Raiders from Dimension X, A Planet of the Turtleoids, a parts one and two, which was too much fucking shit happened in that I can't even get into it. I can't, like, they, they go to a planet of a turtle people and they fight, and they fight a giant two headed dragon alien with guns. Huh. Fucking wild! It's too much shit happens. It's, yeah. it's too much. The yeah. The, there's a there's just a watch at least watch the first five episodes. Uh, the the of the series yeah. that kind of opens it. All right, and with that, I think we're at a good stopping point. Great. Uh, we we we've Joey. Uh, sorry, that's fine. I didn't mean to use your real that, name. It's fine at this it's point. It's fine at this point. You can call me Joey. You can call me Guy. Whatever. Okay, Joey. Mm. You can put your soapbox away. You've uh, it's earned a nice rest. Uh, table. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna take one more quick break, and when we get back, we'll close this bitch out. We'll see you then. Hey there, everybody. Everybody, I'm trying to enunciate more. Hey there, everybody. And we're going to close this now. So I've checked the email. There's nothing in it. The email you can reach us at is uh, acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Can I hear that back one time? acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Yep, you can also find us on Twitter at at inkpodcast. That's at I-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You can also find us on Tumblr. Joey, where can you tell us about that? You can find us on Tumblr at uh, acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. Yep, and you check the ask box before we start, and there's nothing there. Uh, and the only other thing I'd really like to tell and ask of you, my and Joey, and our audience, please rate and review. Mm-hmm. Just five stars on whatever plat or whatever the highest rating on your chosen platform for listening to us is 
we would greatly appreciate it. It helps get the word out. And if you just tell a friend, mm-hmm. tell a friend, you know, yeah, throw it on a on a road trip or driving somewhere. Yeah, just help us out. You know, get it out there. We scratch your back by giving you this something to listen to every day, every time we come out. Mm-hmm. Now we need you to scratch ours a little. That's it. That's fucking it. Well, yeah. Not asking for much. Why? Let us give us a rating. Let us wet our beaks one a little bit. You know. Anywho. Yeah. This has been Acme Podcast Incorporated. It has been a pleasure. It has been an honor. May your horizons be filled with May your horizons be filled with fair weather and fine booty. And uh, don't be a jackass. See you next time. See you next season. Bye.